0: I do have to bring up my nitpicky critique that once again, his ship was fixed in like half a day as it was on its last (laughs) leg flying in with nets and fishing wire and all that stuff. Every time, man, it's like they hit the respawn (laughs) button on a ship.
1: Welcome to the What's Our Verdict TV podcast where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better red than dead. Ian Anderson.
0: Some shit.
1: And Jay Vincent. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should take the time to set your TiVo and record that show each week, spend the money on that streaming service, or invest hours into binging that show that everyone's telling you to watch? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. We put TV shows on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. To check out our other episodes, if you're joining us on Facebook or watching After the Fact on Instagram, you can head to our website using the link in our bio. If you're on YouTube, the link's down in the description below. You can also listen to us wherever fine podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Ghana, just to name a few. And of course, as always, it's free. Today, we're reviewing Chapter 12 of The Mandalorian, The Siege. To get started, I know that at least a couple of us have had some concerns with episodes lacking content. So I'm just going to throw it right to Mattson How'd you feel about this episode, Mattson?
2: You know, as I was telling the fine gentleman before we started recording, my wife who was watching with me, Ali, said, why wasn't this just the first episode of season two? And do any of us have a good reason for that? I don't think so. I'm just going to treat this as we restarted season <laughs> two from this point forward, because all that we saw beforehand was great, but not even close. This episode was awesome. I know I've been complaining. I was
1: thoroughly satisfied today. To kind of throw a wrench in that system, because we did need at least one episode before this, because otherwise... How would he know where to find the Jedi? Yeah. All like right. What whatever. Did. Okay.
2: Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair point. But this episode was baller.
1: No, no, I don't deny that. Great episode. But I don't, I didn't dislike the other three episodes either as much. So
3: there also may be a storyline or theme that we have very underestimated that uh, I'll go into when I go into my thing that I want to talk about Baby Yoda. But I think there might have been a reason for these episodes. Interesting. I'm interested to hear your,
1: your theory there. And we'll get to it in just a second. I did want to bring up the fact that it's cool that we're going back to and this is kind of the reason that I like that they've waited until now to bring us back to Navarro because we had to watch this whole ship just busted ass going through this <laughs> space. Look, and he looks at it. How would we feel about going back to Navarro? So it made sense for a reason for him to go back to Navarro, mm-hmm. besides just, hey, it's a convenient plot point, right? Like he's off doing his own thing. He left to try to help, you know, finish his quest. And it, organically they brought him back to Navarro in a way that made sense to me so that's part of the reason that I enjoyed it but it was nice to see the changes in Navarro what you guys mm-hmm. think about that yeah,
3: they got like a school now, which is def the younglings. So that's definitely the way. I was wondering though. Mattson were you excited from the get-go at the intro? As soon as they showed the intro, I was like, "Okay, meat and potatoes." Fine. Oh, wait,
2: I mean, I saw the little comment on the episode was like, it reunites with allies or something." Yeah, too. Like yeah. Said, I was just
3: like, "Let's go giddy up!" And I mean,
2: I was, <laughs> I was prepped because of JJ because he gave me a little spoiler. He sprinkled some salt on that. So I mean, I was, I was, I I usually watch these episodes on Friday, but I had some just kind of personal stuff going on and so man I was it was awesome it didn't did not
3: disappoint. I'm hoping we just hit warp speed from here on out. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's awesome what they did with the town. I like that it's like built up into something respectable and it's still rubble. But man, you guys glossed over the whole red wire, blue wire, baby oh. Yoda thing. which is so awesome. <laughs> and then like afterwards, like, you know, just like working on a car with your buddy. They're sitting there having a drink and Mando mm-hmm. drinks under his helmet, which is pretty cool to see him do that. I thought he was gonna take it off for a second. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, but yeah, that whole sequence was awesome, and it is a good way to bring it back to Navarro, honestly, because that ship was beat ass, and door was busted <laughs> and shit. Oh my
1: gosh. I did have a laugh because there was a video that popped up since you brought that up Jay. there was a video that popped up on my feed that was like this professional style YouTube video that talked about the child not being able to differentiate between the blue and the red wire and I'm like I don't think that was the case I think the man's trying to explain put this wire where this wire was and this wire where this I'm like the dude's a baby like <laughs>
2: I'm just impressed that the he can the bait Yoda can understand English. Mm.
3: Oh yeah, so they had to have done something right for him to get to that final point. So he had to have pulled some wires and done something yeah. okay until that final point where he just didn't get it, and then he blew up and he was like, whatever. Yeah, it's some about fixing ships in the
1: uh, Star Wars universe and people getting zapped too. That shit's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. R2D2 got zapped so many times it was ridiculous trying to fix ships. So it was pretty funny to watch him get electrocuted.
2: It's funny you bring that up. This episode to me was a lot of throwbacks. I mean, we got the the X wings again. We got to go to like a traditional Empire base. Uh, someone played with the controls to. I wasn't to lower like a, a ray shield or um, what's someone that tractor beams. Tractor beams, but it was to power down a facility. Another so it made me go back to like episode uh, four with Obi One when he was pulling down the lever and everything, and just kind of getting that again. My wife Allie said this feels like Star Wars, <laughs> and and it just did. It was that the type of action you expect the flow you expect, the the daring kind of rebels storming into a base, and then the stupid empire, like with those speeder bikes that jumped off and the two of them knocked <laughs> into each other and
1: exploded. And yeah, it just felt good. It was fun. And I love that you bring up the ledge because that was such a funny moment where the mithral was like, there's not even a railing on this thing. <laughs> it's like true. If you go back and watch all the original, at least most of the Star Wars movies, there's never any railings on these freaking ledges that they're
3: working with. So it's pretty funny. It was a nice little callback to okay. you. they they showed the stormtrooper i thought it was a great scene when he just dropped while they were trying to like open the door because ah. mando jet packed up there and just whoops some ass all of a sudden he just falls yeah
1: like, oh yeah that'll do so I, something I noticed about the town that I just wanted to pick up that was really cool was, did you guys see the statue of IG-11 behind the- Oh, uh, no. So Those are walking through. No. there's uh And they're having a conversation. I think it was when they were talking to the Mithral when he was sitting at that desk and we learned that he's working for Grief Karga at this point to pay off his debt. There's a statue behind him that's got IG-11- standing there like he so he's like they did paid <laughs> paid homage to this this uh droid that saved the made it so that they could
3: get rid of the I empire so, there so i thought that was pretty cool kind of yeah. weird seeing that carl weathers basically has a slave <laughs> i yeah. was like is that is that a cool thing but then i realized towards the end of the episode since he directed it i was like he's just a boss like he just he just bosses people around he doesn't give a fuck what well, i love that he's he's like using the time like you owe me something like 300 years of service like currency yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's At like, one point, I was like, down to 200. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll knock off 39 years or some shit, like just some random <laughs> Yeah, it's 350.
2: Yeah. It's like, what is it? Who cares?
1: And then he's like, the Mitra is like bargaining with him. And he's like, how about another 15 years off your sentence? I'm just like, this is some bullshit right here. <laughs> but yeah, Horatio Sands did a great job of bringing some, some comedic relief to the episode because it was a pretty intense episode. Another thing, so just to kind of touch, you guys mentioned the Imperial base that we went into so that was a there was a callback so that ins- there was an insignia that looks similar but not quite to the old Imperial insignia See so the Imperial insignia with like the, mm. the s- circle in the middle and then the bars that came out from it there was an adjustment to that which in Legends lore so the old canon that's not canon anymore is being called on there that's an old, the scientific research and development division of the Empire basically that's their insignia from old Legends lore really cool callback there I really appreciated the fact that there they're bringing some of these things that i read and was able to to pay attention to I, I really enjoy that stuff that leave it to favreau and filoni to bring that shit back yeah is so lava
3: like a callback because you know it seems like there's a lot of lava in episodes and i remember one time you said like when uh, the last episode season one you said like for them to have lava in the sores means they learned something from the first films
1: well so yeah the there was there was a planet like if you want the the prequel trilogy episode three there's a Whole oh, yeah. planet Mustafar, mm-hmm. where they have the the great battle between Obi Wan and Anakin. Oh, That's yeah, how yeah, Anakin yeah, 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 becomes yeah. Darth Vader, in essence. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely some mm-hmm. some reference there to lava, and they didn't have a good handle on. There was a lot of weird droids and shit that fell in that yeah. lava on Mustafar. Yeah, they, they I, turned
2: off the security, and they were fighting, and then I'll never forget the sounds.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the big, yeah, the big alarms. Well, and so, yeah, so it was a nice call. And Mustafar actually became the planet where Vader set up his own, his home, basically. His oh, after home. the fact? Yeah. After oh. he became Vader, he went back and he's, there's a, a temple almost. And that huh. they've made that canon. You actually visit that. There's a whole game now. This, uh, what is it? The virtual reality game? Where you play
2: Oh on the Oculus, I played that before. Yeah. I didn't know that that, was at Mustafar.
1: Yep. That takes place at Vader's Temple basically in in Mustafar. And then you visit Mustafar, I think, on in the newest one too, the new Jedi game, the Fallen Mm -hmm. Jedi or Jedi Fallen Order. So interesting stuff as far as how they've tied that all into. And another one, since we're talking about it, let's jump to near the end. You see, we finally see Giancarlo Esposito in the flesh, and we see Dark Troopers. So those That's big, what those were, right? Okay. Yeah, they're, uh, they're called those Dark I, Troopers, and they came from a game. Are they different the than Death Troopers? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, do tell, JJ. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was, and I don't remember the name of the game, but there was an old shooter game in Star Wars, and it was old. I mean, it's it's an old game, and they had Dark troopers and they've been in since that game they were in some comic books when dark horse did are you talking about battlefront the game so they made a they did show up in battlefront once like the original old and then they were in comic books as well for a while so they've had made some brief basically and this kind of goes and we'll jump into what, what one of the other topics that came up was with the blood that they're trying that they took from the child originally and that they need another donor. The Dark
3: Troopers in some cases have are, have Force abilities. So mm-hmm. they were... Well, they look like Darth Vader's. I thought it was like an army of Darth Vader's.
1: Yeah, so it's... What it is is this... The design of the armor looks like they've designed it. To, and it looked very similar to that. I should have pulled an image to show you kind of what the original version of the Dark Troopers look like. They have a similar look to Vader. Very shiny, black, metallic. And they're bigger. They're actually an exosuit is what it is that these force sensitive guys would wear a dark say, dark trooper exo suit that made uh-huh. them very difficult to fight but most of them had some sort of force force sensitivity so my guess is going back to where we see the child Right. And we see the doctor from the first season talking about looking for someone that has a high M, M count, which would be midichlorians from mm-hmm. the prequel. But they didn't want to drop that name because that caused a <laughs> lot of issues with some Star Wars lovers back in the day. But they're looking for this midichlorian count. So that, and it, in my opinion, to be able to inject in a grown person or an already a soldier with the ability to use the force and it seems force like it has latent abilities. It. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: and to remind us and our listeners, this is pre the new Star Wars movies. What do they call the bad guys? Um, first order. First order. This is pre-first order, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so they've hinted at, you see the tube, the test tube guy that's bald looking yeah. and kind of disfigured. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of online speculation that, and and I won't lie, there is a similar music. So when you listen to the music from the, the, pre, the sequel trilogy, the first two have, John Williams wrote a score song called Snoke. And so a lot of people are trying to say that Snoke, that's like a lead into how Snoke was created because we did find out in the last movie, spoiler alert, that he was a clone of sorts or created. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation that that was the first iteration.
3: These are the first iterations of Snoke. And there was a the music over Update about that, but it was before I watched the episode, so I didn't read it, but it was like uh, Mandalorian explains Snoke better than the movies ever did. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of of two minds. Like, I get it. I think it's cool
1: that they gave the little reference and there were some similarities to one of the people in the test tube to snoke there was like a head scar and you know he was bald-headed and there was disfiguring but i i really hope they don't lead into that too much i hope they leave that shit alone like i think it's cool that they give it a reference but one of the things that i love the most about this show is it stands alone like it gives little hints and little touches like for example and i know this came up in some conversations too where where Alderan was brought up at the end of the episode where the X-Wing guy that keep that seems to be following the Mandalorian. I, I swear he's tracking him, is talking to Caratune about everything that's going on in the outer rim. He asks, they, comes up that she was from she's from Alderaan which we learned in the first season we know that Alderaan was destroyed by the Death Star by Grand Moff Tarkin while of course Princess Leia watched on because that was her adopted planet so those little tie-ins for me I love but that's all I need I don't want deep dive explanations to help retcon your shitty writing for some movies right I, mm-hmm. I, I get that you know you, you chose to have three different directors and writers involved in these this prequel sequel trilogy that's not my fucking fault and don't try to fix it on this great show that you've written and done because you have that ability. And I hope Filoni will lean away from that and Favreau will lean away with it. But I do like the tie-ins and I'm okay. Like I said, there was a musical overtone that sounded exactly like the song Snoke that John Williams wrote for those movies I loved that that was there I loved that there was some similarities and we can start to speculate is this how Snoke came about but I want that to be alone keep that
3: in this the Skywalker trilogy leave it out of my Mandalorian show seriously if the show would be about that then they might as well just drop Daisy Ridley in it or some shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) when they were running at the end were those Death Fighters flying the I forgot the name of the bad guys X-Wings for some reason oh the Uh, TIE Fighters TIE Fighters they had like black and White badass helmets
1: yeah so those were just tie fighter helmets they the uh. the pilots for the MP- empire always had that dark black outfit as well the face masks a little different than what you'll probably see if we see these dark troopers this season in action they're going to be different the visor slit's going to be a little bit smaller the face mask itself isn't going to have that almost uh breather look to it it'll have more of a Stormtrooper smile but smaller and so Uh, it looked like they were plugged into some sort of oxygen or something yeah so my guess is is they're in stasis whoever's in the dark trooper outfits are in stasis that's what it looked like to me or they Mm -hmm. haven't filled them yet and that's just the plan so I don't know but Gideon seemed a little too smiley now there there also (laughs) were droid versions of the dark troopers so those may be an advanced new version of those super battle droids that we saw last season that killed Mando's family so Mm -hmm. when he opened up the well and the, the the super battle droid with the funny looking face. It was just giant aimed at him. It may be a a version of those because there were dark trooper that were droids as well. So I'm not sure where they're going to go with that, but there's definitely options. Jeez. That will be cool. Yeah. I just think about a, like a bad droid, honestly. Yeah. JJ just going for it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love this world, man. I do. Speaking of this, so let me get this out of the way. I do have to, to uh, print a retraction, so to speak. So we talked last week about the Darksaber and the origins of the Darksaber, and I mentioned that this was the first Mandalorian and only Mandalorian Jedi, which is correct. The part that I missed on was he never became the leader of Mandalore. He died, and the Jedi kept the dark saber within the Jedi Temple. And okay. the Vishla clan broke in during a, a siege on the Jedi Temple, broke in and stole the dark saber. That's how they ended up with it. How pre-Vishla in the Rebel or the Clone Wars story and, and show ended up with it. That's how I went back and rewatched some. episodes. The
2: Mandalorians you're saying broke into a Jedi Temple to steal the dark saber?
1: Yeah, they broke it. So. So there was a big battle there was uh, in the Old idea. Republic at the time of the Old Republic which is when this Jedi would have existed mm-hmm. um, after he passed away like I said he died and they kept the Jedi his weapon in the Jedi Temple and then there was a, a siege on Coruscant which is where the Jedi Temple was and there was a battle and the, the Vishla clan broke into the Jedi Temple during this battle mm-hmm. and stole the dark saber from them and then that clan has kept the dark saber until pre-Vishla tried to lead the uprising against Satine Kree's and then, and her pacifist order, and then that's how Maul got it. Was he killed previously? Okay,
2: and
3: then so is this, yeah. this retraction because uh, you caught a bunch of shit online from Star Wars fans. They're like, "Hey man, fucking J you're getting it wrong, bro." No, no, no. Wish,
1: that would mean that we have more fans than we actually do. No, I, <laughs> we do love the ones we have, but no, I didn't. I just was going back, and I've been rewatching stuff, trying to refamiliarize because I just it gets me excited. This show gets me excited about that universe that's and that thing. world. And yeah exactly it's what it does and it should do and so I go and I've been re-watching and Ian's been watching him so he talks about him on occasion I'm like son of a bitch I gotta watch these again <laughs> so I just have been gone back and and it, they touch on the fact that yeah he didn't he never led Mandalore now some of the Vishal clan throughout history has because of the Darksaber been able to become the Mandalore but it was never this Jedi he never left the order he just died and they and so I wanted to make sure I fixed that because I was incorrect with my explanation there and I don't want that shit that's not good be- <laughs> so let's talk about a Again, this whole—I want to talk about the visuals of this episode because it, the action in it was fantastic. First of all, like massive was saying, it, it and 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 what you're saying Jay, is it felt like Star Wars again. Like it was like holy shit, this felt very Star Wars. He's running through these corridors, these gun, these blaster battles, and splitting up, and then the speeder chase. Like and then, like Massive mentioned, these two guys can't even get down this hill to before two <laughs> of them get wasted. The Tie Fighters running through—it was just so visually stunning. The whole chase scene and how this big tanks speeder thing was like Flying through, it felt really cool to watch Grief Carga shooting at the Tie Fighters with the the big gun in the back mm-hmm. of it. What else, what did you guys think of that? How'd you,
3: from a non-freak Star Wars fan perspective, what did you guys think? I got major props for Carl Weathers, man. Like even I can remember feeling nostalgic when they were setting up to go inside and they're holding the blasters and just looking at the blasters. I was like, yeah, okay, it's Star Wars. And <laughs> then uh, the scene where they come off on the speed fighters, like my note at the time was like, did they both get stuck just because of two fucking stormtroopers? Seriously. And I was like, oh shit, never mind. There's a whole bunch of them. They got speeders. And when they crashed, it was beautiful. It was such a great scene. And he's great with action. And then like when he had that gun, my favorite shot was when the the final guy's there and he like blows him up and you see his head spinning on the ground with the stormtrooper helmet. Mm. And then when the TIE fighters came in, like the score dropped and he made it scary. And I was like, wow, this is a very well done episode. And Carl Weathers is just like I said, that's when I realized, OK, you know, he doesn't have a slave. He's just a fucking boss and he just does whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, it was fun.
0: I did like to throw back on the targeting systems. I've been watching the, the first three and now the original three with my little sister. We're going through them. I'm trying to get her to learn the original Star Wars because she didn't mm. know who Anakin Skywalker was. <laughs> so anyways, but it was kind of fun because I noticed those the targeting systems is a lot like the ones they use in that original trilogy which was kind of fun.
2: I mean, I think that scene was awesome. I thought because the base was blowing up and they were in like a lava like what was carved out by lava before I thought lava was going to be involved in the scene as well. But obviously, I mean, they had some some other great speeders and the ships and whatnot. So it was, it was I had a different expectation, but it was still very impressive.
1: I will say that there's a couple things I didn't love about this episode, surprisingly. When you first see Cara Dune and she's fighting down where the old forge was for the Mandalorians, where the, co- the covert was. I, I love the fight. I love the introduction to the fact that she's now the Marshal of this settlement. What I did yeah. love was this muskrat freaking meerkat thing. That I mean, we saw them in the first season. They're like lava meerkats because they were running around in the lava when they were down there in the first season. I but didn't I noticed, like, it looked so janky to me. Like, I was like, wait a minute, you can make this beautiful speeder chase later, but the, and you can even make the baby Yoda, even though you know it's an animatronic or a puppet to a certain degree, look pretty cool. But what the hell's going on with this weird ass meerkat creature? Like it looks terrible. <laughs> they so they did
3: an alright job, except they did do that one shot when they're holding it to chop its head off. That it was a total Jim Henson looking thing, and uh, it just ruined the rest of the. Because I liked the meerkat at first, I was like, "Oh, they're going to kill it." What is with these bugs man there's fucking bugs like they're they're putting shit on the razor crest so that it can get tracked they're killing meerkats there, <laughs> gotta get rid good. of those fucking bugs in star wars man <laughs> <laughs> telling you the other
1: thing i didn't love was and this is such a nitpicky star wars thing for me was at the end again when we talk about Alderan and this guy that's part of the new republic and obviously has been flying x-wings for a while and he's older this dude is graying and it's Alderan happened 30 years or 20 years before this or whatever it was how the hell does this guy not he asks her did you lose anyone she lost her whole planet dude this it's not like (laughs) this isn't like she you know someone was in a car accident or there was a war in a little town the whole planet was blown up did you really just ask her if she lost someone
2: he wanted to give her an opportunity to explain like if she wanted to say more.
1: Fair enough, I guess.
3: <laughs> Was that uh, the pendant? Was that like the pendant of that planet, the Alderaan planet? Like at the end, when he hands her the pendant. Mm, good question. No, that's it's it had the Rebel insignia on it, and so mm-hmm. I'm assuming
1: because we've seen in the last season that it seemed like she kind of was ostracized from the re- rebellion like she must have done something and we don't know what happens but she's afraid to go back to new republic space or space out- outside of the outer rim so i'm assuming that she did something that got herself in trouble to me that was a gesture for him to say you're all right we're not going to mess with you and gave her yeah. some this medallion that was a, a look like rebellion medallion of some sort yeah, that makes sense i could see that but i don't know specifically what that was but that that really probably I mean, was a great- really ask that
0: i do have to bring up my nitpicky critique that once again his ship was fixed in like half a day as it was on its last (laughs) leg flying in with nets and fishing wire and all that stuff every time man it's like they hit the respawn (laughs) button on a ship
1: yeah it's like gta it's true Yeah. Do the little code and his ship just falls out new ship falls out of the sky and lands on the (laughs) ground. GT, I love that.
3: I have got to bring up baby Yoda because I was about to do that. Good segue, Jay. I was I I kind of blown my own head here because I was trying to think of a topic and like it was my favorite part of the episode is watching him. (laughs) And then as I continued to think about it, I got kind of deep. And so one, I know it's a recurring theme already on this show where you know he's a fucking from the get go, he's a sadistic little fucking of it you know what i mean but and i think that like we should put up like a twitter type of thing to find out what we should name him because he I, I he can't be baby o anymore because hmm. he is going to be such a Bad ass fucking Yoda when he grows up, <laughs> dude. He's like a Mandalorian already. And so, like, I was thinking of a few names. I was like, we call him Darth Yoda, not Yoda. <laughs> like, and like, what we see is we see. So, when it, it, it was so good to see him in that school, and he's just like a bully, he just took that fucking kid's <laughs> food and they're we fighting in the plane. He had his hands up. He's like, yeah. And uh, so when we see him with Mando, we're just watching him survive with Mando, and we we don't really realize that he's learning how to be like mando until he gets into these outside settings like you know choking that girl and you know he's at this school bullying this kid for his food and i was like man this is he's gonna grow up to be the best fucking yoda to so be fair he didn't ask first though like he, first
1: he asked <laughs> can i have a cookie and little shit just kept eating in front of him yeah, no right. he's like screw you dude i'll take your cookies <laughs> Mm -hmm. I did like that scene. And I did love that. It's a good point. I mean, you get to see that this kid's raised on adventure and high adrenaline, right? Like Mm -hmm. the ship's going around flying around and he looks like he's on a roller coaster. I did laugh when they made him lose his cookies at the end. It's (laughs) like, yeah, see, shouldn't be eating your cookies there on that speed ride there, buddy. What were you going to say? Matson about the child
2: oh it's just a lot of the same he's just dude he's so cute like just just a little goober you want to pinch him you just want to play with him like the hands up to the you, I was like <laughs> he's going to use the force to get those cookies and he did just that and and then obviously the throw up and I just like that we got and the electricity we just got a lot more personality from him and, and the playfulness and it was just fun
3: to see I just I mean
2: just like oh no baby you're done.
3: <laughs> and also to kind of get to what you were talking about at the beginning, Madsen, where you're like, why do we need these episodes? Maybe we need it because we're actually going to see what this character develops into in the future. Like, what if he develops into like a Mandalorian Yoda? Just whooping ass everywhere. I just want to see that little tiny Mando armor. Yeah, I know <laughs> That would be
1: great. <laughs> That'd be way funny. So a couple things about uh, what, what I feel like we're going to see soon. Obviously, we talked last week about Ahsoka, and I incorrectly called her Jedi. She's not Jedi anymore. She left the Jedi Order as well. That was another thing that I forgot to mention is she was a Jedi, but she was always a Padawan. She left after some false accusations of being part of a plot, an assassination plot. She left the Order, even though they tried to take her back. So, mm-hmm. But she's still one of my favorite character, I love... I'm so excited. Because so if they don't show her next week, I may just quit watching this damn show. No, I'm just kidding. But I am stoked. I hope she shows up next week. And then I'm interested to see... I feel like they're setting it up for Mando to lose the kid for a minute. Yeah, it seems like it. And mm-hmm. so I'm interested on that. Because I think I mean, if, this dude's going to go ape shit if he loses his kid. If they have a tracker
2: on a ship and they're this prepared, like, yeah, he's a boss. But they're going to have... Umpteen amounts of soldiers coming down on this, and you think he's going to lose it? Uh, should should he probably die? Probably, but we can't have him die. No,
3: I would hope not. You anyway. know what? We'll probably see the two of them in action, doing the Mudhorn Clan, and just being <laughs> ass on both sides of the aisle, and then they uh, get back together. Yeah, uh, with Ahsoka too.
1: I can't wait because obviously she'll help to defend them. My fear, and I'm telling you guys, this is like it makes me sick to my stomach. Legitimate fear is that they're going <laughs> to kill Ahsoka because like she's quote unquote almost died a couple of times in the animated series. Like there was times everybody thought she was dead. And so mm-hmm. Dave Filoni made these big jokes. He would wear to Star Wars celebration and comic cons and stuff. This shirt that would say Ahsoka lives with a question mark <laughs> at the end of it. And so it's like always messing with it because she's like the most popular thing out of these animated shows. So I'm afraid that they're going to do that because in this, she's going to be obviously much older, but we'll yeah. see. I'm excited to see what what's to come. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, guys? Bring me more. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Warp, warp speed, baby. All right. Seriously, I'm all in. Yeah. They they hooked me on this one. It, yeah, it was a great episode. Everybody should go check it out. If you haven't watched it, do it now. It's a fun one. Lots of new information. Lots of great things with this blood of the child and, and the dark troopers. And yeah, and that still is
3: fully explained. So I like oh, that yeah. there's still more to discover, especially now with the Darth Vader army. Cool. Super excited. Yeah, it should be fun. All right, boys. Well, that's
1: it. Everybody that's joined us, we appreciate it. Mattson, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Yeah. Yeah. You can find
2: us wherever good podcasts are found. Apple, Spotify, Ghana. Check us out on our website, what'sourverdict.com. And then come chime in via Facebook and Instagram. We do these every week, same time, one thirty Mountain Standard Time. Give us a look. We're excited for the next episode and check out
1: our, our movie podcast as well. Look forward to talk about the chapter 13, which should be, should be fun. Uh, so join us. We look forward to it. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye-bye.